This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Thanks to everybody for coming. Coach Poolhole, you want to lead off? You're sitting the closest. We're wrapping up our fall sports, just three sports in action right now, uh, both basketballs and football. The men are off to a 3-0 start so far this season. They've gotten his free queso twice from Rosie's. They scored a D1 high 108 points against Oakwood, 100 points against Blue Mountain. Round of applause for the queso. Uh, they have sandwiched a win against Alabama A&M in between in a pretty tough, hostile environment. It was a very impressive road win. And uh, Coach, 3-0 start to the year. What have you liked about the way this team's opened up? Well, just so you know, the queso thing is Josh – Josh's idea. He's it's in my contract and everything. I gotta at least get him two queso nights before we. Uh, but um, no, I think I think our guys are off to a really good start. We've had two scrimmages and three games now under our belt, and uh, I think if you look at the body of work, it's it's allowed a lot of guys to get on the floor and kind of showcase um, what this team can look like. Uh, I've been really impressed so far with. Uh, the, the cohesiveness that these guys have uh, played with on the court. So really excited about that. Through three games, 10 different players have scored in double figures. You guys are averaging 97 points per game, shooting at 58% from the floor, 47% from three. I think you're averaging right around 9.5 three-pointers made per game. But these first three games, what, what do you attribute the uptick in the offense to? Well, first of all, you, I got to give credit to Coach Willie Watson. Obviously, he oversees our – uh, all of our uh, – just everything from an offensive standpoint. And I think the, the, what he's put together for these guys is, is, is it really fits them as a team. Uh, there's multiple ways. But one of the things that you'll notice this year, in the past we were very dominant with ball screen action. You're seeing a lot more movement this year. You're seeing a lot more uh, ball movement going from one side to another, a lot of cutting, uh, a lot of motion offense. So, and and that, again, that's a tribute to him. He started in June, and he's put together a heck of a package for our guys. Let's talk about some of the individual standouts we've seen. It starts with Daniel Ortiz, all freshman a season ago, uh, the leading scorer amongst A-Sun freshmen last season. This year, through three games, 19.7 points per game, and this is crazy. He's shooting at 58% from the field. 61% from three, very rarely is your three-point percentage higher than your field goal percentage. But what do you say about Daniel's terrific well, start? Again, I think it's a tribute to Daniel's work ethic. Uh, that's, that's who he is. He's, he's the epitome of basketball culture. He's a guy that he gets it, right? He, he puts in not only the time in practice but, and the time with our staff in, individually, but he also adds time on his own. It, you never have to worry about him. In fact, he's the guy you got to kind of get out of the gym. you got to be careful because – you know, again, Josh may hit me with the electrical bill, that light being on at midnight, you know, that guy being in there. So one thing that, I, that I'm, I'm big on, uh, Daniel will tell you that, again, the offense kind of helps him. Uh, in the last year, we kind of relied heavily on him to have the ball in his hand, come off ball screens, and have to create not only for the team but for himself. Now he's got pieces around him, uh, a K.J. Johnson, right, who are transferred from Lipscomb. Uh, the emergence of Daniel Damian Forrest down in the block. All those things uh, attribute to, to his success because now the load is not on his shoulders only. 
and now he could just play at his natural best, right? So, and, and it's what he is. He is a he is a he is a scorer, plain and simple. Uh, you guys have about brought the rims down a couple of times inside of Flowers Hall. You start with the Oakwood game. It was the freshman Bryson Dawkins. Strong drive in, about pulled the rim off. The other night, Detalion Brown did the same thing. Detalion Brown's in his third year, and a lot of us didn't know Detalion could fly like that, and then he about pulled the rim down. Sandwiched in between all that is Daniel Braster, who, who's done it a couple of times. What about the high-flying shows we've seen so far? Well, I, again, I attribute that to not only their, their God-given ability, but also Leo Stern, our strength and conditioning coach, who I think does a great job with our guys. Uh, I know I know for sure Detalion will tell you that Leo has a big play in that, and Again, that's the importance of having somebody like Leo in your program is, uh, you know, keeping the guys safe, keeping the guys healthy. And, and when you have that, you, you know, the rest gets done on the court. Anything or anyone else standing out so far early on that you want to talk about? Uh, outside of, uh, again, I mentioned KJ. I mentioned um, Damian. I mentioned, uh, obviously, we mentioned DJ. Uh, but I think one of the guys that gets overlooked a lot is Will Susie. Uh, Will's one of these guys that uh, when you watch him out there, he is the epitome of uh, a blue-collar worker out there on the court. He does all the dirty work for us. But not only that, but he's our voice, right? He's, he's the leadership of the team. And I'm very I'm just thankful that he's on our, on our team, as well as Dallas Howell. I think that, that position uh, is the one that was the tricky for us this summer. We, we were trying to figure out which one. Is it going to be Daniel Braster? It'll be Dallas. And those two guys have done a tremendous job of competing with one another. The great thing about them is they're both different, right? One's more of a point forward that has uh, great vision, ball handling skills. The other one's just a stretch four that can just flat out shoot it. So uh, it should be an interesting part uh, of, of what's going to happen here down the road. And, of course, Will and Dallas are both big in closing out Alabama A&M the other night on 100%. the road. All right, so you guys get Mississippi Valley State on the road this weekend, and then you guys head out west to California. You're playing in a tournament against Hampton, UC Santa Barbara, Georgia Tech, Memphis, Moorhead State, Alabama State, Colorado, Ole Miss, 11 games to get you ready for conference play. We won't meet again until January. Just take us through this month-and-a-half stretch and how it prepares us yeah, for that we're, ASUN we're run. We're taking our game out on tour, right? We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to head out. We're, we're going to be on the road for six consecutive games. Won't be back home till December 7th against Alabama State. Uh, but again, again, it's something that we've uh, since day one, uh, since our first year here, uh, we're, we're big on making sure that our guys see the best of basketball around the country. And uh, when I think when you do that, you prepare your guys for for a sun play. Uh, not only that, it's a, also a great fundraising tour. Uh, so <laughs> it gives us an opportunity to to raise some uh, obviously awareness of, of where our program is heading as well as benefiting for, for more resources for the program. And it's pretty cool you're going to Colorado where two of your guys are from. 100%. Get to go to Boulder. And uh, that, that family's already kind of given me the heads up that they'd like to take as many tickets as they can uh, because a lot of the high school kids from where Aiden played and where uh, Damian played, they, they've got, they're going to have a bus coming from their high schools over to the game. So we're really excited for them that they get to go back home and play in front of their family and friends. That'll be big. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by. And best of luck this next month and a half. Thank you. We'll keep talking basketball. We'll bring up Missy Tiber. Coach Tiber's team's 2-1 and one after wins over Christian Brothers and Laverne. Their one loss came to Mississippi State. Uh, I guess it was a very busy first week, three games. They actually outscored Mississippi State there in, in the third quarter in Starkville. On the road this week at Southern Miss, then at home on Tuesday against Alabama A&M. And, Coach, one week into this season, what are some things you've learned? Um, a lot of growth. Um, Kind of what I expected at this stage. Uh, we have a 
we're really green, but they're coming along nicely, especially Sunday. I was really pleased with our young kids, and especially the freshmen. Um, we had a freshman get a double-double, and I just see them every single day growing. But probably the thing that's impressed me the most at this stage is how good our defense has been. Uh, usually when you have a youthful team, um, that's probably the last thing that comes. Uh, but they're very mature. Uh, when we go to the court to present our scout, like today, towards the end of the practice, we'll put, start put Southern Miss in. And, and our girls are just really invested in it. Like if they see something – they do it in a very mature way that they think that they could guard something better. They'll present that to us, and especially Alyssa Clutter. Uh, she's had some tough assignments so far, and we put her on the other team's best guards, and she just does a phenomenal job. But that's probably the thing I've been most impressed, our defensive intensity and then our growth. Let's talk about Jade Moore, 13.3 points per game, 6.7 rebounds per game, and she's usually one of the shortest players out there on the court. She's hit 12 threes in the first three games. And you go back to her freshman year, she didn't play very much. And here she is in her third year. She looks like that savvy veteran out there, but how sharp has she been to open up? You know, it's funny you, you mentioned that uh, Coach Harlow was just talking to the team the other day about when Jade was a freshman. She sat on the bench almost all year. And then finally, you know, and she just grew as a player and just kept working to get better, didn't get discouraged. And then we were playing Florida Gulf Coast, and she got in the game and scored double digits. And it's that's ever since then she has just it's taken it and run with it. And and that's she was using it as just as encouragement to the young kids that you're they're going to be good days and bad. Stay the course, and when you have your opportunity, take advantage of it. But Jade is Jade is just consistent. You know, she's a good defender. She's smart. She's not a, she's not athletic, but she makes up for everything with her basketball IQ. Let's talk about Skylar Gill next. She battled foul trouble the first two games, and you might think, oh, she's having a slow start to her season. But then you take a deep dive into her stats, 12 points per game, eight rebounds, 2.3 assists, nearly three blocks per game. It looks like the numbers we're used to seeing from Sky. but what have you made to her start? You know, just solid. Uh, you know, Sky has uh, got a little pressure on her right now, probably more self-induced than anything, and, and she's bad on through a little bit of a toe injury right now so we're trying to allow that to heal and we have her in a boot outside of things but unfortunately um, she is a worker and she sometimes is, it's like Tony said sometimes you got to chase kids out of the gym and unfortunately with her that's probably what's happened a little bit of too much work so um, so she's her timing's a little bit off if you watched her Sunday timing is just a little bit off because she's not practicing as much um, but she's feeling a lot better so hopefully we can gradually get her back into play but those numbers are impressive. I, I think she thinks what she's going to do, what she did in the first two scrimmages every day, every game. And you're not going to be 10 of 15 or 12 for 16 every game. And uh, But just what she provides to our team and, and her leadership, that's probably been the thing I've been most impressed with is not what she does on the court. If you just watch her on the bench when she's not in the game, how she's talking to her teammates and staying engaged. And even down at Mississippi State, you know, she was just encouraging with them the entire time. Hina Suzuki came off the bench in game one, finished with seven assists, and ever since then she's been back in the starting lineup, and it looks like she's running that offense the way you want it. We finally got her back where she needs to be. She's playing with a lot of confidence in the last two games, and especially you, to be able to do what she did against Mississippi State and handle that pressure against, you know, every kid on that Mississippi State team is a top 100 kid, and most of them are McDonald's All-Americans, and she did an excellent job handling the ball and getting through the press and doing that stuff, so... She's back, and, and she's shooting the ball with a lot of confidence now, too. So she's just going to continue to get better throughout the course of her senior season. You've seen a lot from four freshmen early on. And before we talk about them individually, just as a whole, has this class brought what you thought they would bring? Probably more so. 
Uh, I thought, um, obviously, when we get into conference play and just the rigors of the season, you know, with a freshman, there's going to be ups and downs. Uh, there's going to be days where they play great and days where, you know, they just don't, they, you look at them and they don't know what they're doing. And that's just part of being a freshman. But I really like the group. I'm telling you, they're just so much fun to be around. And uh, the amount of time that they spend in the gym together as freshmen, they watch basketball, uh, which is kind of a lost art nowadays. Not everybody watches basketball like they used to, but this group does. And they, some of them were texting with me last night during the men's uh, Duke uh, Duke game last night. We're, you know, we're watching Duke in Kansas, and they're texting me back and forth. So that's part of it. I think you grow a lot when you love the game and you watch the game. Cameron Jones and Alyssa Clutter have been in the starting lineup each of the first three games this season. One a post player, one a guard. How good have they been, I guess? I think Alyssa is going to be invaluable when we get the conference play. As a freshman, to get the assignment to, to guard the other team's best player, like against Christian Brothers, I think she went two of, seven, two of 17, their best player, averaged over 20 points a game. And the one shot was not even made on Alyssa. So she's going to get those kind of ass assignments, and she's got great speed, athleticism, size. What she lacks is her offensive skill development, but she's in the gym working on it, and, and it'll get there. But for those that you have watched us play for a few years, Ansley Eubank is who she reminds me of. She does all those things and, and just works her tail off, and I think she, she's just going to be a great player down the road. Emma-Kate Tittle, she had her former Deschler teammates in the gym the other night there watching her play, but it looks like she's getting comfortable offensively. She's knocked down a lot of threes as well. Yeah, she's a she's a, a really good scorer, and she's just going to continue to get better. You know, like Alyssa, she's just really good at defense, and, and Emma-Kate is really good at offense, and she's having to learn to pick up defense, which is the norm for a freshman. You have to learn to play defense, especially when you come from a high school situation that were, they were a tremendous high school team, but they just pressed the entire game. So everything is new, uh, a half-court scheming uh, defensively for, for her as a freshman. The fourth freshman to touch on, Rima Piggies. They call her Goggle Girl. She started wearing goggles at a young age, and her mom wanted to make her comfortable wearing goggles while she was playing, so she gave her the nickname Goggle Girl to make her feel like a superhero, and it's kind of stuck with her ever since then. But, Coach, she came off the bench against Mississippi State, felt like she was a spark plug. Then she had a big double-double the other night, and she's probably had – 20, 30 people in the stands every ball game. She did. I think half of her mom's church was there on Sunday. Her mom's a pa her mom's a pastor too, and um, you know she. We just call her bully ball. If you watch her, like there, if there's a loose ball and she's around us, she'll just bump them out of the way, and she's getting that ball. And um, she's going to be a great player for us. She loves basketball. She loves to watch film and and learn what she can do better. And uh, just comes from a good family and. You know, that, that's something that's very important is that when you're just surrounding your program by great kids and, and come from great families and just so supportive. You know, every her mom's a big Facebook person, but everything she says, we are, are, and you, you love that as a parent. That's what it's about. It's not about Rayma. It's about us as our team. So um, just very fortunate to be surrounded by great people. Southern Miss on Friday at the road down in Hattiesburg. We beat them in the WBI, what, three, four years ago, I think back in year number one. Alabama A&M and Flowers Hall next Tuesday. Eight games coming up this next month and a half to get you ready for conference play. Take us through this month and a half and what do you think it will look like? You know, I think everything that we have done to this point is to prepare us for conference play. Um, even our scrimmages were against tough competition. Um, you know, we're, we have several power fives. Our mid-major uh, schedule is very solid that will push us to be better um, every day that we hit the court. So, um, you know, that's what it's all about. We're just trying to, to get in a position by the time we get the conference play that we've matured some, um, just grown together, and that we're playing some consistent basketball. And, you know, and, and that's, 
what it's all about, just a little bit better every day. We're looking forward to it, Coach. Thanks hey. for joining us today. Thank you, man. We'll talk some football next with interim head coach Ryan Held. Football's wrapping up the season this weekend at Memphis. Season finale, uh, that's an early kick, 1 p.m. I think it might be 102, Coach Held. Uh, we'll start our pregame show coverage at 11 a.m. Uh, we'll go live from the stadium at 12, kickoff at 1. And, Coach, your message of the program has been empty the battery through a two one-score games the last two weeks. you feel like that's still been the case? Oh, absolutely. I want to say also to the basketball teams, I've got a chance to come out and watch you all. Great job. Keep it up. You know, uh, keep grinding. It's, uh, I love basketball, and, and uh, it's an exciting time of the year, so keep it up. Keep up the great work. Um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, you know, these kids have, have really responded, and it's been very positive. Um, you know, the practices are uh, energetic, and there's competition, and um, – you know, the Austin P game, which is a really good program. I thought our kids really played well at times, um, which was fun. You know, we got up to early start. We got them on a fake sneak bomb play we called Barney, and uh, we were able to get that done. We've been working on that. None of the coaches thought it would work. I said it's going to work. Um, so I'm definitely going to take credit on that one. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, these guys have – have been really good. You know, if, again, if you come out and watch us practice, you wouldn't think we were a team that's won one football game. And, and that's just a testament that they're just keep working. And, um, you know, obviously we're very competitive. And uh, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it is a win-based business. I get it. Um, but, you know, we're right there. Uh, we just got to get it over the edge. Obviously we got a big task this week. But, uh, um, you know, it's been a fun two weeks up this point. We had a good practice yesterday. And, um, we'll empty the battery till it says uh, zero at about probably 402 on Saturday. So. You go out to practice, you'll hear a bullhorn going off, and you'll see guys kind of run into midfield. Take us through the way you've kind of added something to practice with the addition of this bullhorn and what you guys are doing. Well, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got to be ready to compete at, and at any moment um, because things change. We call them sudden changes. And uh, so we have a horn at practice, and you know, it could be in the middle of a drill. We blow the horn, and – then it's, okay, here we go. Uh, we're going to run the midfield, and there's going to be a competition, whether it's, all right, it's fourth down and five for the win, put the ball at the 10-yard line, one play, where it's one-on-one -on -one with an O-line versus D-lineman, and you have 100 guys watching you. Are you able to go out there and compete at that moment in front of your peers um, and step it up? And, you know, that's the thing that I think moving forward in this program, this needs to be continually work on competition and, um, you know, being able to go out there and want that last shot. You know, we watched Kobe Bryant talk about, you know, he wanted that last shot every time. We got to have guys in this football program in recruiting and, and everything that they want to take the last shot. They want that spotlight. Um, and so that's, that's something we've done to switch it up, and that's been, been fun. Against Austin P two weeks ago, this offense became the first to rush for over 200 yards against that coaching staff up there. Then against Tennessee Tech, you guys put up over 500 yards of total offense. What have you liked about the way the offense has been clicking? Well, you know, uh, Austin P does a really nice job. They play Alabama this week, and you hear Coach Saban talking about how, you know, they're one of the top defenses in FCS. They're pretty good. And uh, we had three, you take away the sacks, we had 300 yards rushing against them. Um, so we were able to do something that no one's done and. 24 games or whatever long Coach Walden's been there. And, uh, you know, then the Tennessee Tech game, you know, we didn't punt um, and we didn't turn it over. But, you know, we needed to score on one of those first two drives, um, you know, at the end of the day. And uh, you know, the thing about it is, is, 
you know, looking back at even the Tennessee Tech game where our defense, we used our timeouts right and we had to, to get the ball back to score and, you know, we had a guy in the end zone. We just missed him by that much. That would have given us a chance for a two-point play. Missed a couple, I mean, right there on the, the sideline. The guys just kept playing, um, you know, and, and again, that's all you can ask for is have a chance to win in the fourth quarter and we did. Um, you know, we had four penalties last week. My first game we had, I think, three or four personal fouls, which drive me bananas. Uh, and, you know, we talked about discipline and quit having these, these chicken fights with people because they always get the second person. And we had four penalties in the game. We had one where the guy body slammed the guy, which was obviously wrong. But yet, I mean, at least I could live a little bit with it from an effort standpoint, not just being not playing smart. Um, <laughs> You know, you don't want any of it, but, you know, we, we, we actually played the game like you're supposed to, ran off the field, looked like a football team um, in that game. And, uh, you know, we're trying to work on that. We, 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 we educationally talk to them about those type of things. You don't put the football team in a compromising spot. Sean Derrick Powell broke the school's single-season rushing record held by Tyrone Rush that was set back in 1993. He's got several more records within reach. He's one of the leading rushers in all of FCS football this season. He, again, he was named to the Walter Payton Award midseason watch list. I mean, Coach, you got to feel like his resume is pretty strong to, to win or finish top three maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he definitely should be in the mix. He's deserving of it. Obviously, other players have helped him get to that point. It's never one guy, but – uh, he's he's done a nice job. Obviously, he's a really good football player and got a couple years left, and um, he just loves football, which is fun. Every time, thing about him, I've said before, if he touches the ball, he might go. Um, you know, he's Aaron Judge. You know, he can hit a home run any time, and, uh, you know, so that that's what you want. The goal of this is to have five playmakers that any time they touch the ball, they can go all the way. Uh, that's in recruiting and development and all that. That's what we're trying to get to. The other side of that is Noah Walters. He set UNA freshman records for passing yards, touchdowns. He was named to the Jerry Rice Award midseason watch list, which is given to the top FCS freshmen. Just how much better has Noah gotten week to week since we opened up against Indiana State? Yeah, I mean, he definitely has improved every week, and, and he doesn't get shook, you know. I mean, some things that would, you know, shake a guy, it doesn't shake him. He's got – he just has – you either have it or you don't, right, uh, as a quarterback for sure, and – He's got it. You know, you got something to build on there uh, within the program. And, um, you know, we just got to keep working on getting him better and better, get better pieces around and recruiting and developing our guys. But, um, you know, I mean, I threw for, what, 300-some last week, and we were this close for that touchdown at the end. So, um, he's, he's exciting to watch. I love, you know, our interaction. We just, he just comes to me and, hey, Coach, this is what I saw. And the, the communication, you know, with your – yeah, that 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 that's such a critical piece in this, having that and and for a young guy to be able to see the game like he does is is impressive. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a better freshman in America. Now, at the end of the day, our record is what it is. But show me a better freshman that's been able to produce like him. When people told him he couldn't be a Division One guy, we were the only Division One offer, and now he's a five ten and a half, five eleven kid. That I think there'd be a lot of people that would take Noel Walters uh, at quarterback. Memphis this Saturday, you had a lot of success against Memphis from your days at UCF. What's the outlook from this team this year? Well, you know, I mean, they need to get their sixth win for a bowl game, so um, they're paying us money. Uh, they're going to go out and do their, do their deal, and um, our guys are fired up. You know, everybody wants to be D1. Well, here's your chance. Go out there and prove that uh, you belong on the field, uh, the competitiveness of are you a competitor. Um, but we're going to put together a game plan, and we're going to go give them heck. Um, 
they put 60 minutes on the clock, and we're going to go up there. And, again, we're going to go all the way to the end. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. I, I Just one more thing. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I really appreciate everybody here. You never know how it will all work out. Some people I might not see again. Hopefully I will. Um, but I, I just want you to know how much I've enjoyed being here. Uh, hopefully I can stay longer. That's out of my control. But I want you to know that it's been fun. Uh, this is a great place. Um, this is a, there's a great foundation here for this program. Um, Dr. Looney's a great athletic director, and he's, he's got a lot of positive things that he's done since he's been here. I appreciate him giving me this opportunity. I appreciate everybody supporting me in this, uh, this three weeks. Thank you so much. I just want to make sure I said that. Thank you, Coach Helm. We'll wrap up today talking some UNA tennis. We'll start with Itor Repperor, who's here. Itor, come on up. The men and women wrapped up their fall seasons. They'll get things rolling, I guess, early January once we get back from Christmas break. You know, the ear got flipped around there. I'm sorry about that. There you go, sir. So, all so Itor, first of all, from the men's perspective, on that side of things, what did you learn about your team this fall? Many things. Um, I think overall it was a positive season, and the biggest goal that we had is to – change a bit the culture and they were they didn't have that much success the last years and it's they are talented but sometimes it's a bit tough to after you experience some years of losses to just uh, keep being motivated and just uh, continue to have passion for what you do and I think uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way they they handle that and um, one of the things that I learned is that they're capable of doing pretty good when they stay competitive and they um, work together as a team. So that's the thing I learned from them. Who are some of the guys that stood out over this fall? They all had different moments. Um, we won a doubles tournament uh, two weekends ago. Um, so it was Logland and Nazar. Um, they won a big tournament, a couple of good schools in there. And they won against ETSU, they won uh, against Southern Miss, and it was a pretty good tournament. And then I would say the freshman, Logland, from Australia, he had a pretty good uh, fall season. I think he went 11 and 4. Uh, so, and he had some big wins. He, he won in regionals, he beat a player from Auburn, he almost beat uh, uh, the number one from Tulane, he was ranked number eight in, in the region. So. Uh, he's probably the player that, that, that did the best, but everybody had their moments. Uh, Chris, um, he also won a tournament in Chattanooga, so that was uh, had a couple of good wins against players from uh, UAB, uh, beat the player from Troy, so that was good. And then I think Carlos overall, um, he's been maybe the, the most helpful in terms of uh, building the culture, his uh, fifth year here, he loves Florence, so that's uh, and he loves UNA, and and that's super positive, you know, because to to be successful here, you have you have to love what you're doing, and you have to love your teammates and your school. So I think, um, and he had some big wins as well. He he beat a couple of kids. Uh, he beat a, a guy from uh, South Alabama that was pretty good, and he had a winning uh, season this fall. So, yeah, they all had their moments, and, and it was, it was a good, good season, I would say. I'm looking at the roster. you got guys from England, Brazil, Ukraine, Spain, New Zealand. The holidays are coming up, Thanksgiving into Christmas. Do these guys go home, or do they stay here in America? What do they usually do? 
Some of them, um, some of them go home. Some of them they have friends in here and they go to. Uh, and some I'm still trying to figure out. I think, um, but yeah, I haven't have. I would say. Hey, and yeah. for you, what are your holiday plans? So we are going to Thanksgiving uh, to New York. I have some family there, and we're gonna spend a couple of days in there. And then Christmas, we're gonna go uh, to Spain. And it's nice also because my family is there, but also in the recruiting standpoint, is uh, I have a lot of uh, players that I'm going to go and talk to. So, that, yeah, that's the plan. Can you tell us anything about the spring schedule and what it's going to look like? Yeah, we, being honest, we're playing a, a bit easier uh, schedule than uh, last year. Last year we played a lot of ACC schools, and as I said, the, the record was not uh, that great. So... Priority is to have a winning season this year. We still have pretty good competition, especially at the end of the spring when we start playing uh, the Asian teams. Um, we're doing a trip to down in New Orleans, which the, the players are excited, and we're playing against UNO and a cup, Southern Miss, a couple of, of good teams. Everybody that we're playing this year, they are around the top 100 in, in the rankings, between top 100 and, and 150. Then we have a couple of better teams we're going to play probably one or two HCC schools, and we're playing Middle Tennessee, which are ranked uh, a little bit better. But I think, as I said, the goal is, is, is to, to have a winning season and to, be, to feel that we, and especially the players, I have a lot of belief and trust that, that, that we can do great things in the ASEAN, but um, we need to win a lot to, um, to go prepare for, for the ASEAN tournament. You guys will get started up uh, January, February. Have safe travels, and look forward to talking to you next semester. Thank you. Bring up Olaya next. Wrap up talking some women's tennis. All right, your first year here at UNA, Director of Tennis. Uh, what did you learn about the women's roster as you coached them this fall? Um, I, I also learned lots of things. I think uh, the main thing I learned is that, you know, they wanna want to be here. And I'm not... 100% sure that some of them had that feeling, you know, prior here. I think it's just a bunch of girls that just got together. So I think what I've been learning this year is that, well, this semester is that in order for us to succeed, we, we just have to learn how to come together and love what we do. And, you know, this is a really difficult job to do if, you know, waking up at 6 a.m. every day, going to uh, weights, then going to class, then lunch, quickly run to practice, practice for three hours, and then training room, school, and all that. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just um, we didn't have much luck when it comes to injur injuries because out – so I have six. So I think right now, well, I had, like, two, only two of them that were healthy the whole semester. So it's also a bit, you know, difficult uh, to deal with all that because then practice lose a bit of quality and you know um, tennis is like you're playing against each other all the time so if you're always playing against the same person you are not improving as much I will say so yeah just that we need to enjoy what we do take care of our bodies and just go hard every day. You guys played in four tournaments this fall what were some of the highlights? Um, so if I'm really honest uh, we haven't had many highlights, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I could like kind of try to find some stuff, but this is where we are right now. 
Um, it's not negative because I think this is what we have for, fall for, to learn from it and to kind of learn where we are and what we need to do in order to, when season comes around, yes, we will have highlights there. Um, but I think um, just, it was just a process of them feeling that they belong where I took them. You know, because I feel, you know, for example, we went to the ITA regionals where it was like all the big schools in Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. And as we were walking in, one of the seniors looks at me and, and she told me, well, all the girls here are really good. I don't know why we're here. And I'm like, well, I just drove seven hours. Like, you should have told me that before we got in the, in the, to the van, you know? So I think that's a highlight in terms of like, now I know how to manage the whole situation. And I think, um, and I think we were not where I wanted to be this fall. I think also the fact that most of them were injured, it's difficult because in tennis you put a lineup. So if you have a couple of your top players injury, injured, then you have people that maybe will play number six, play number three, and so on. So it's difficult to compete when they are out of their lineup, you know, the number they will play normally. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your spring schedule, your championship schedule, and what it looks like. So we are like the guys as well. We are not playing as many SEC teams. We open up playing all Miss uh, for now. Um, so that's that's exciting because I think when you go out to play those schools, the pressure is on them. And you know, in the past they've beaten us seven zero. So the goal is to go out there and snatch some wins. I think it's a good opportunity for the players to play against ranked teams and ranked players and you know I think um, it's also a good opportunity because they have a nice indoor facility and when it's a bit colder here we can utilize that then we are going as well towards like the south to New Orleans and we are playing UNO and um, we're playing Nickel State um, and then we are just playing a bunch of like schools in this area like I think that's one of the nicest things about being in Florence that we have a bunch of schools two hours three hours away uh, in Tennessee um, and Alabama area so we are playing pretty much all of them uh, Troy uh, UAB um, we are playing well Lipscomb MTSU Belmont all of um, and then like I told you the same thing in the women's. We haven't won much in the past, so pretty much we need to build our confidence and, like I said, like feel like we belong where we are because we are here and everybody that is here deserves to be here and they need to kind of learn to love themselves and to appreciate themselves and don't get scared of other people just because maybe they are wearing, you know, a different shirt with a different school. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we have a winning season. That's the goal. And I think we can... You know, we can we can prepare ourselves to have a successful in the A's. And It'll be here soon. And before we break for the holidays, you just closed on a house, right? Yes. P pretty excited to, to, to settle in and get it fixed up and really become a Florence resident? Yes. So we closed tomorrow on the house. Uh, We're super excited. Pretty much this past month since we moved here, we've been surviving pretty much thanks of, like, people in this room, like Megan, Brett, and, and Johnny Simpson. They've been super helpful to us. Um, helping us to find places to live and you know we just feel like Florence is a super amazing place to be and um, it's just amazing to work in a place that everybody wants you to succeed as much as you want for yourself um, 
And I think the selflessness of this community is like unheard of in any other part of the country, pretty much, especially, you know, coming from New Jersey, <laughs> I feel uh, <laughs> that's a big change. But yeah, we are super excited. Um, we're excited that we can pretty much walk to downtown and school. And I feel being from Europe, you know, that's something that you miss from back home. Um, so yeah. Mike, congratulations and thanks for talking with us. Yeah.